In my past episodes, I mentioned how my beliefs affected my behavior and choices around dating, how my insecurities and uncertainties led me to depend on someone else. You see, I never really had a window to be single ever since grade 5. I mean, sure, those weren't probably, well, they weren't really serious type of dating, but when I reached high school up until I was working, I only dated long term. Meaning, I date guys for at least three years. Yeah, three years. <laughs> so the longest one was about six years, but then it didn't also work out. And then my last real relationship, who I thought was the one, also went down for reasons which I will be sharing today. So I've been single now for two years and I didn't really use my time then to date because I needed to do a lot of personal work. Um, and I guess it's just not fair to be in a relationship when there's so much that I needed to work on. And I know this because my experiences hit me so hard that I had to learn the hard way. So it's important that we identify the early signs of these red flags and deal breakers so that you won't have to experience what I've experienced. I mean, ever heard of the saying, experience is the best teacher? Well, I think it's other people's experiences that are actually the best teachers. I mean, why would you want to go through the pain and agony, right? I wish I knew this sooner, but hey, that's why I'm here. So yeah, welcome to Evolve with MJ Ayoki. So today we're going to be talking about red flags, deal breakers, and how we can truly win in dating. Sometimes we have this long list of undesired traits or non-negotiables around the perfect partner. Well, nothing wrong around having these, but these sometimes become so unrealistic and unbelievable that we put whoever that is on a pedestal and try to match it with our own expectations. And it can also go another way when we become so in love with that person and then our judgments get so clouded, so we make up excuses to ourselves or them and we choose to see just the good parts. And yes, this can be so good. I mean, that feeling of being in love, the attention that you get, the way it makes you feel, you know, like you feel excited, inspired, loved. But again, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but are you really seeing the person you're dating or are you seeing that person based on what you desire in a relationship? I'm really no expert when it comes to love and dating, but I have gathered some from my personal and other people's experiences which I think we can all relate to and identify really what these are and see how we can stop ourselves from moving forward before we even start a relationship with them. But first things first, what's the difference between red flags and deal breakers? A red flag is something that provokes a moment of doubt and we sometimes negotiate or make excuses or make an effort to make it go away. You know that little itch that we notice that we don't really make a big deal out of? When you're with that person at the beginning and something strikes you as odd or bizarre and it sticks with you, 
it makes you uncomfortable but you can't really wrap your meaning around it. So that's your red flag according to Bethany Marshall, author of Deal Breakers, When to Work on a Relationship and When to Walk Away. So she says that early in a relationship, it's that one thing that's right in front of you that may be a sign of something deeper. And later on, when we really like the person and maybe have fallen for that person's charm, passion, personality, and affection, it will override our logical thinking and so we believe our own minds instead of our intuition. So let's start with red flags. So in the beginning, when you're just getting to know each other, let's say he picks you up on your date. So is he on time or is he late? I mean, it's okay to be a little late, but what if he shows up more than a little late and it's getting more frequent? So this can be a sign of anxiety or trouble in tracking time and it's just plainly disrespectful. So is this something you can deal with? Better yet, check yourself too because maybe you're the one doing this to your date. Are you taking too much of your time getting ready? Being on time shows that you respect your partner's time. So just remember that, all right? So next, um, so now you're on a date. Notice how your date treats the servers or the waiters or whoever comes along your way. Is he respectful? Does he send the food back? Once may be fine, but when done very often, it may be a sign of entitlement or right to special treatment. Maybe no one can please this person and not even you. And um, what about drinking too much? If it happens more than once early on, pay attention because this may just be a sign of nervousness and anyone can be nervous. But it may also mean signs of addiction and mental health issues. So does he become a different person when he's sober and intoxicated? If he becomes insanely more outgoing or confident when he's drunk, then I guess that's fine. But if their actions when drunk constantly make others around you feel uncomfortable, then that is a red flag. So that's when he starts being loud or rowdy and you're feeling uncomfortable, then this is something that you really want to look into. So. Also, throughout the conversations of your dinner or date, what do you guys talk about? Is he interested in what you do and knowing who you are? Or does he trash talk people, say an ex? Not only is this annoying, but more importantly, if they can devalue one person they had a relationship with, how sure are you that they won't do the same with you? So these red flags sometimes, you know, slip off our radar because our judgments become clouded when we fall madly in love with someone. It's so easy to overlook these signs because our emotions get the best of us. And you know, we get so excited. Why? Probably because he's the most handsome guy I've ever seen or maybe he's the most popular out there or he's rich and you like the attention this person gives you. Or maybe there's something with the way he makes you laugh. Maybe it's his confidence or the way he presents himself. Whatever that is, you got hooked like a fish swimming in the vast ocean. And he's going to continue reeling you in until, you're, until you've gone far away from where you are. 
but maybe after a month or so then you get to see a closer look of who that person really is. It may be trouble when you've been dating for a while and yet he hasn't introduced you to his friends or family. Like he has an excuse all the time as if you don't exist. Or what about going to the other end of the spectrum wherein your partner doesn't seem to have friends. So like you are somebody's everything. I mean his world and center of attention. Maybe it's time to also think why. And there's probably a reason why he doesn't have good friends. So what else is there when you're not around? Because it's scary when you're dating someone who tries to isolate you by making sure that you're spending time with him and him only. He wants to know where you are when you're apart. So I guess this goes deep down into trust. Like they can't trust what they can't control. So eventually it'll feel suffocating to be around this person. And let's say you've tolerated all these red flags, so you date a couple more weeks or months, so you get used to the routine, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, then here comes the deal breaker. Deal breakers are actions that will end all games, and it should end for valid and probably legal reasons. Number one, and I think most of you can agree to this, is cheating. Cheating of any kind, be it physical or emotional. When you caught someone cheating on you, that's just very disrespectful and you deserve being more than an option. The reason why this person is cheating is probably because there is something that this person's ego needs to be fed, but basically, you don't want to be part of that. Next can be unequal desires wherein you're not on the same page with your partner anymore. In my case, my last real relationship ended because of valid reasons. So I, I can't move there and he can't move here. And I was putting so much pressure on him to make things right for me. So basically I was insecure, I was naive, I wasn't really thinking, but I was willing to give up everything I had for him. That includes you know, my career, leaving behind my family, um, leaving behind my friends and a possible really good future here all because I was just really in love and I thought that was enough. Next deal breaker is unresolved past relationships. This isn't just confined to an ex. So this can also be your partner's friends and family who are not very welcoming. Because even when you sometimes try to work with them and make things better, there are judgments and prejudice around your relationship and that can be reasonable for your partner to reconsider your relationship. Also, you have um, another deal breaker is your shifting priorities where you suddenly have other obligations as your relationship matures. The most common scenario here is when your partner gets a promotion or has shifted careers so you don't really get to spend time with one another or your finances become very limited. Next is physical or emotional abuse. Physical abuse pertains to hitting, spanking, slapping, scratching, or any form of act that's done physically, while emotional has something to do with threats, blackmail, lying, and other forms of acts 
drawn to make someone feel guilty or devalued. When you are being threatened already that there will be harm caused on you or whoever will be involved, this is just a relationship that's bound to spiral downward. There will always going to be fear around your actions. You better get out of that relationship or you will be trapped by the threats and abuse by this person. You know that you're not happy in the relationship but you stay anyway because why? You think you would not be happier without it. You think that you'd rather have petty fights than be cheated on. But really, is that really gonna make you happy? Is that the kind of relationship you want to be in forever? So are you gonna wait for these things to happen before you end a toxic relationship? What are you really risking here? Because in spite of these red flags and deal breakers, we are sometimes afraid to end such relationship because we are afraid to be alone. We are scared to be alone because we think that it's lonely and depressing. We think that we can be happy if we have these things or these people with us. I've experienced having to convince and self-talk my way out of this guy I used to date. Or wait, I actually even defended this kind of negative behavior to my friends when they started opening up to me because they just really care for they just cared for my welfare. I'd say something like, oh you know that's just how he is or he's not used to doing this so that's alright I'll just do that for him or you know he's very busy and hardworking so that, you know it's okay we don't really see each other or we don't message each other that's fine that's normal but in reality is it really worth it is having a companion better than the risk of being with someone who's not good for you is it worth the worry the uncertainty the anxiety of not knowing what he might do next I was so fixated with the thoughts of romance thanks to the movies and K-dramas so I had unrealistic expectations over my partner sometimes. But then there are also petty things that you want to talk or fight about to create some sort of drama that is really just absurd because you know life isn't like the movies. When you're putting yourself out there you have to be clear on and know what it is that you like and don't like. You have to be certain of what it is and who really deserves you. Because rather than looking for the right person, find the right person who deserves you. Maya Angelou reminded me of her loving discipline. That when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I know that everyone deserves a fair chance in love. But it's more important to put yourself first. It's usually our own fault for allowing these excuses the second, the tenth time or a hundred time. We allowed ourselves to be swayed by his messages, his songs, his dances, his gifts, his letters. You know, all these sweet stuff being thrown like dice hoping to make amends at your heart's expense. But even so, our gut feels these red flags and deal breakers, they serve as our protection. There are many people who will take advantage of you, but always forgive yourself for being blind to the truth and learn from it. Forgive yourself for not recognizing your worth at that time. 
You don't owe anyone an excuse for trusting your instinct. There is no anger, no heartbreak, no guilt when you depend on your intuition. And while the effects that the relationship may have been so intense and perhaps even traumatizing, always take time to heal. And really, take your time. But just remember that some red flags are not always a deal breaker. Because often you are prepared to work around them. So it might take many on top of each other and basically you also don't have to ignore all the red flags. Trust your gut and stick to your boundaries. While deal breakers are going to drag you down, but it may also mean for you to change some parts on yourself that can also be healthy and good. But of course, only when you're ready for it. At the end of the day, nobody's perfect. So maybe just list down a couple of the values that are important for you and don't just go into any relationship thinking it will make you happy because it won't you're in control of your own happiness and that you deserve someone who will treat you how you'd like to be treated because you deserve to be loved you deserve love and the real way of winning and dating is really to focus on your growth game. Yes, attraction is usually the first physical experience we get in dating, but there are several qualities that can also make you attractive, such as intelligence, confidence, having interests and hobbies, being authentic, being comfortable in one's own skin, having a good sense of humor, being witty, and so on. We don't get these with another filtered selfie, and this just really is natural among us. We get this when we work on our personal development, unpack our baggages, and stop looking for someone to complete us. Because no one really is going to do that. And you have to remember that you are enough on your own. We don't have this missing piece in the form of another person. Once we realize that no one else is supposed to magically fulfill our needs, we can start doing the work on ourselves. When you've become fully aware and self-reliant, the dating world isn't easy, but it will prepare you for mature, strong relationships who have the same ideals and values as you. Because nobody really likes to lose in any game. But what we want is to win, not score. We want to win in a way that doesn't mean someone losing. We're playing a game where we find our partners or we're just happy to play it happily on our own. After all, you're smart, confident, happy, authentic, interesting, and you have that sense of humor that keeps you going without becoming bitter. You've leveled up, you've evolved, and you're in a place and state where you're just satisfied and grateful every day. So that's it. I hope you learned and enjoyed today's episode. So join me again next week as we talk about the next levels of relationship. So if you like awesome contents about empowerment and affirmations, make sure to follow my Instagram, that's we underscore evolve, and Facebook, that's 
MJ Aoki, Evolution Coach. So that's Evolve and Evolution spelled with an E-V-E. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much again for joining me today. I hope you find value in my podcast. So just remember, keep evolving.